0: Good evening, and welcome to another episode of And When I Say I Mean. I'm your co-host, Austin. And I'm your other co-host, Adrian. So first, well uh, thank you, I made it through that time. <laughs> you got the intro correct. <sighs> uh, we're, we're firing on all cylinders today. Let's go. So first, I want to shout out to an avid fan, Anthony from Pittsburgh. <laughs> Uh, a.k.a. our brother yeah he did call me to yell at me uh after I had just thanked our fans for not doing that uh but so this is a a follow up to the the 21 Pilots episode he asked if the information was with packaged with the album would I like that better uh and then we talked some about Rush uh because mm-hmm. cause I said Rush would produce that album because I was remembering those times I had listened to Rush taking us on journeys into black holes and into the six brain six with Apollos and Dionysus and Prince Bitor fighting through the river of Styx. <laughs> So
1: Willie would be so proud of you.
0: I hope so. I, I hope I got those things right. It sounded um, good. So and th- that's why, like, to me this is like wanting to be Rush but not really wanting to be Rush because, to me, Rush is doing it to push what music can be. And this seems like marketing things mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was saying if it's released with the album, and then it's like a treasure hunt once you have the album. It's less of a marketing gimmick. I would like that more. Um, mm-hmm. But album sales have changed a lot since the days of Rush. That's true. So I don't know if it actually work.
1: Don't know either. This is also another great opportunity to plug our email that nobody has ever used, which is, and when I say I mean at gmail.com. So, if you have other thoughts or concerns or just things that you want us to talk about, or you just want to send us an email, that's how you can do it.
0: If we compile enough, maybe after a year or so we could maybe have a a question addressing podcast
1: <laughs> where we address people's <laughs> questions from the entire
0: year. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I was thinking people would just we would address them as they come in because I don't think that we have enough emails. Right, right, that's, now, why, that's why
0: we would have to wait for a year to accumulate the volume. Oh, okay,
1: okay. That, I, that makes sense. So also, sorry, I, go ahead.
0: Currently, I'm living in Southern Maryland. And as a terrible Southern Marylander, uh, I barely eat seafood. But this weekend, I ate more seafood than I have the rest of my time here combined. Uh, so Saturday I had some authentic blue crabs that I had to crack open and just dig through their insides, um, to get the meat out. Uh-huh. It was an unpleasant experience. Um, yes. it was not, it was good, but to me it was not better than fish. Mm. And there's a lot less work that goes into getting meat from fish than it is from crabs yeah um so on a scale of one to ten i'd give it like a two um
1: the entire experience of the two.
0: experience yeah yeah um,
1: i've had similar experiences with lobsters since i'm in new england and instead of crabs we have lobster right and i'm assuming the experience is very similar if not worse just because the fact that the lobster is bigger um but um just especially if you are if you have inherited the the zook i think it's a zook gene that um your hands cannot have any anything on them that is foul this is not not this is not the food for you it's just it's just a very messy process and and as good as lobster is, and as good as crab is, it's just not worth the effort.
0: I agree. So and then the the later or earlier this week, I had mussels. Um, oh wow! And I learned how was that? The, they were fine. The calamari was better.
1: Um, calamari I also is had calamari. good. By the way, and you salmon. know what's really good.
0: It was a very seafood meal.
1: Wow, calamari sushi. Top notch. Salmon sushi is also very good.
0: So I learned that if the muscle is closed, it's you're discouraged from eating them because that implies that the muscle was dead when it was cooked. And I learned that s- seafood, if you want it to be as fresh as possible, apparently taste any good, uh, needs to be alive when you cooked it. So I'm thinking to myself. Is that true for all meat? Should we, like, cook beef alive? (laughs) Like, roast, uh... You know those pig roasts? Just put a a live pig in that, which would be... It would be horrifying, right? But is it worth it for... That's terrible. It's it's worth it for lobsters, apparently.
1: But, like, lobsters make a lot less noise (laughs) when they're being boiled alive than pigs do.
0: (laughs) Just get a soundproof... Uh, (laughs) <laughs> Roaster
1: um, Speaking of Speaking of live seafood though Do you know what that reminds me of?
0: Mm-mm.
1: Um Shoot What was his name? Were you in my English class With In T. Bradley No, not English Sorry Social studies class With T. Bradley And we had our like Um Student no, teacher Mr. Pyle was, Mr. Pyle That's his name Do you know this story? No <laughs> Mr. Pyle, before, like during college or something like that, worked at a red lobster. Oh my goodness, I'm not going to be able to get through this story. But, (laughs) so, as we were discussing, they have live lobsters there because they're better that way. So apparently he was like waiting tables or something like that. And there was a couple that got in an argument. (laughs) And,
0: (laughs) I've heard this story.
1: The man reaches into the tank of lobsters. <laughs> this is terrible. He reaches into the tank of lobsters. <laughs> grabs one out and like hits his wife with the lobster. That's it's awful. It's terrible because it's the oh my goodness. But he's telling this to our like 10th grade social studies class. And we're teacher. like our student teacher. We're like, "What? Is this a real story?" Apparently, he also was, like, at a riot in, like, France or something like that and got tear gassed at one point, too. So, either this man just lives a really interesting life and is now going to become a teacher someday, or he just is really good at making up stories. But, Mm. anyways, that's just what I thought of when you were talking about live seafood.
0: So, I was hesitant to ask this question about cooking animals alive. Naturally. uh, Because, for some reason, it had just came up that I was a sociopath. Um... It, it, During, it, hypothetically it, like, is this
1: including like the waitress or no, 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 is this no, no, no. Just, just amongst with, your the parents
0: oh no this was not with my parents this is with oh uh, this is with f- fellow students from my university they were down oh. visiting uh for a program review this week that went fine except um, they think that you're a psychopath no no the program review went fine um I don't know how that came up. Mm-hmm. Um but it was more of a joke and then so then my I have this thought like oh maybe I should torture animals p- to prepare them for food and I'm like I know that's, that's an a early classic. sign of yeah I know. So I was like really hesitant to say this but I said it anyway. And another guy who was there he said it it doesn't that question doesn't seem like you being a sociopath that just seems like you just have all kinds of questions that are just like kids bubbling up in your mind and you can't help but ask them. So case in at point, least it sounds was, like they're
1: starting to understand you as a person now.
0: Right. Yeah. Cause what I think he was alluding to was my question at a, a lunch that we had cause we eat lunch as a research group. It's mm-hmm. fun. Um, and people were talking about uh dropping pianos on cartoon characters mm-hmm. um, and then i so we're talking about uh Wile E. coyote and i'm just thinking why is Wile E. coyote funny
1: the, this is the conversation you were referencing at the end of last episode
0: right so i i think it it's still a valid question why is mm-hmm. why is wildie coyote funny right because it, it or or even the based story around just him getting things dropped on him right
1: or for instance the story i just told from mr Pyle's life about yeah. someone getting hit by a lobster that story in reality is terrible because <laughs> it's about abuse and like an abusive relationship and i hope that that man was arrested and the lobster but why was... is it... Why is it funny?
0: Um, I don't know, so that my, my next question was is violence funny but not not always. sometimes no. it is. Um, so my my theory for one of the classical models of why people think things are funny is mm-hmm. the scorn theory of of humor mm-hmm. that you. You laugh at things to deride them. So, uh, one of my favorite YouTube channels, Wisecrack, was making a video about um, the Big Bang Theory, and why it, it's weird. And it's because the premise is also the main joke. Um, like it's about these people are nerds, and that that's mm-hmm. funny. They're nerds. Ha. So they were saying Big Bang Theory follows this scorn model uh, that we mm-hmm. laugh at these characters. Yeah, we laugh at the characters. We're not um, laughing with the characters, I guess. It's just, oh, uh, these people are socially incompetent. Isn't that hilarious?
1: Which but is kind that of... doesn't even... But it seems like it's not. it's really a step further, right? It's not even like... You're laughing, the reason you're laughing at them, or the reason for scorn, like, feels like it's coming from insecurities from yourself. Is it? Maybe, maybe that's a deeper level. Why do we think nerds are funny?
0: Um, because they can't do things that uh, we find to be normal practices for people. Okay. It's they, like if someone uh, just trips over nothing. I was at a presentation Tuesday, which I guess is yesterday, um, mm-hmm. and people were wearing dress shoes. And you can tell when someone isn't used to wearing dress shoes because they trip over them. So two people, mm-hmm. as they were walking up to give their presentation, tripped over just nothing because they're not used <laughs> to their shoes. And that to me that was funny because – I guess I expect them to be able to walk without tripping over nothing. Uh, right. I don't know.
1: I, I don't think that's the only reason why we think things are funny, though.
0: They break our thinking... expectations? Yeah, that's what I said. Because Wiley e. Coyote never breaks my expectations. I know it's going to happen when I sit down to watch it, and it always right. does.
1: And, like... Even with the Big Bang Theory, like, it's just the same thing in slightly different scenarios, but you still think it's funny. I was trying to think but of, like, still things... breaking
0: ex- expectations for normal human behavior.
1: Yeah. I was trying to think of my... So is it... Maybe it's the breaking expectations is funny.
0: I was just like, is thinking that what you're of, arguing? Uh, maybe. Um, maybe. Because I was just <laughs> thinking of the movie um, What We Do in the Shadows uh-huh. by Taika Waititi, which I think I've talked about b- <sighs> before. You. Um, thank you. It is about vampires who live just a completely mundane life. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all like 400 years old and like their fights fights with, with werewolves instead of being like epic showdowns is them just like throwing beer bottles at each other Mm -hmm. coming home from the bar so i think that movie's funny and it's because it's these vampires are doing things i don't expect vampires Mm -hmm. to be doing
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so i was trying to think of the things that i either like things that are the funniest things that i are like currently my funniest thing slash experiences where i have just like Laughed until I was crying. Um, the so this is these are the three that I came up with. Um, number one is Wizard People, dear reader, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: which is a a spoof retelling of the first Harry Potter movie
0: in audiobook form. It's it is absolute genius. Um... It's so
1: good, and and and. Do you want me to go through my entire list or do you want to kind of break these down? The second one I thought of was the story about when you were on the phone with Zach and he thought that (laughs) he thought that ISIS was attacking. (laughs) (laughs) We should tell that story.
0: Yeah. I was driving back to Grove City for whatever, uh, I guess to go to school and I'm on the phone with Zach. I guess I forgot something. You forgot your phone charger. I forgot my phone charger. And then I hear like some rumbling in the background. And Dad, I hear Dad just yelling, on the back, like through the background, "Take cover! Take cover!" And Zach is on the phone. He says, "ISIS is here. ISIS is here." Hangs up. <laughs> I don't hear from them again the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And so what had happened was someone was storing a bunch of fireworks in a barn in Maytown for some reason, and they all went off. Um, <laughs>
1: in the middle of the day. In the middle of it the day. It made a loud explosion. Yeah. And, a, and apparently Zach was convinced that it was, it was ISIS.
0: Well, it was like... 2014 probably so
1: oh my goodness anyway so that was number two on my list and then number three was the time we were playing um apples to apples in martin's basement and i was reading the cards and i forget even what the category was but it was something like um devastating or destructive or something like that and i'm like reading through this whole list and like the last one i get to the last one and i'm like i say coming in in last place (laughs) the atomic bomb (laughs) and we just all lost it probably because it was late which is another thing i want to talk about is why Mm. why are things funnier when you're sleep deprived
0: i was thinking the common the common
1: i saw some loons tonight actually fun fact Um, okay, so those things are are at least the well, second and third are kind of similar, but but the first two are very different. So the first one is this retelling. and again, it, it I think going back to this idea of of breaking expectations,
0: I, I I would say they all fall into this category so, so I have this idea of
1: the story of the first Harry Potter movie, and this guy masterfully, Takes apart the story and slightly tell, changes things changes names um, Changes the story in ways that like Somehow makes sense with what you're watching, but is just absolutely hilarious um, Because you you are slightly changing um, the expectations of what Harry Potter should do so for instance like instead of like harry not knowing about his magical powers um until later in the movie from the beginning in this version of it harry knows of his magical abilities and like uses them freely um what are some other things spells
0: that are just like yeah the stand without effort spell cast by the (laughs) nearly dead dumbledore
1: Hermione like uses binoculars, but instead of saying that <laughs> Hermione uses binoculars, he says he u- she uses an ocular enhancing spell.
0: Everyone um, has just silly names like right. the wretched Harmony, Ronnie and the then, Bear, and then it's it's also like very profane. So
1: you have like Harry like swearing the whole time, Ron swearing as well, and so it's just like these beloved children's characters just like yelling at each other uh it's fantastic so i think that so i think it fits inside of that idea of breaking expectations because you have this ex- one expectation of what harry potter is in the story and then it's completely like turned on its head mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um the fact that snape is a woman is a woman and this one, <laughs> um oh a wicked woman <laughs> anyways you you probably, you just need to watch it it's fantastic um, and then the second story. Why is that story hilarious? Because it, it's just so ridiculous, mm-hmm. um, and like the the insane nature of it, and and the sheer certainty in which Zach says that ISIS <laughs> is here, and then hangs up the phone.
0: <laughs> it's no it's doubt like, about it. It's right. ISIS. And then you,
1: and then you have, and you have, you can hear Dad in the background confirming everything that Zach's about to say yeah. by yelling, "Take cover!" And so it's just, <laughs> it's absurd because it, it it takes this uncertainty of of this is what this conversation is supposed to be. I'm supposed to be just telling Zach that I forgot my phone charger yeah. and I need to send it in the mail. When all of a sudden it gets completely flipped, and is now about. An international terrorist group attacking this world's smallest town.
0: <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> we're a we're a no stop sign town. Oh my god! And goodness, when I say no stop sign, I mean
1: Um, and then the third story, and and probably again, maybe even gets into the idea of why when you're exhausted, things are hilarious. Is that like you're the way i phrased the question by saying coming in last place you think it's going to be the worst <laughs> the worst yes. card for this word and then flips the expectation on its head by saying the most destructive thing that could have possibly come up um so i don't, I don't know exactly how sleep comes into that and maybe you have other examples or or disagreements of this idea of Changing expectations, which makes things humorous.
0: Um, I think I think it's. I think it's pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think of a counterexample, and like. I, I have guess, not I, seen Wildly Coyote recently, but I expect him to get anvils dropped on him. But that's it, true. Does he get anvils dropped on him in unexpected ways?
1: And and why why are things funny again? Like, I've heard this ISIS story so many times. I have I have watched the Harry Potter thing many times. I n- know men- much of it by heart, if not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But it's still hilarious every single time.
0: And I was just thinking, like, why are call just callbacks in general funny? Like, mm-hmm. I was watching Arrested Development again, and there's, like, one character will refer to something as, like... A character will misunderstand something as something else, mm-hmm. uh, in like season one, and then a couple times in like season three. There's two times where uh, George Michael calls back to season one with mm-hmm. a like a misunderstanding that becomes a euphemism for something else that he is misinterpreting what Michael says. And I'm like, why is that? Why is that callback funny? Because that right. And I think understandings are funny.
1: I think there might be like different things that are funny too, because you have like witty things, which I think that would be more of like a witty thing.
0: But isn't that isn't that that could also be pitched as a change in expectations?
1: Yeah. Okay. But here's here's a change of expectations, like horror movies are mm-hmm. essentially change in expectations. Right. And in my opinion, that's not funny.
0: Mm-hmm. That's I was thinking of The Last Jedi, too. Um, like, there's a lot of subverted expectations in The Last Jedi, but they're not all funny.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think... I, I mm, In some ways, it has to be like an absurd change in expectation. But a horror movie kind of is that way. I don't know. Hmm. Well, we should think of something else that's funny so we can talk about that.
0: Yeah, awkward silence is funny sometimes.
1: <laughs> but I feel like people just laugh during awkward silences just because it's awkward
0: and they don't know what to do. Is so are awkward things funny? I think so, sometimes. I think that still fits within the expectations, the expectations. paradigm.
1: And, and I another thing that I love are puns, and often bad puns. But those are also, again, kind of going against expectations. Yeah, like kinda.
0: wit is using language
1: creatively. Right. But yeah, I don't, I don't know because what's the difference again like you have you have one in a horror movie that's just terrifying and one in a oh, we can also talk about why when you're tired things are funnier, but um change in expectation hilarious change in expectation terrifying is it all about the tone like what if the what if a you take a horror movie and like make give it bright colors? Are, are cartoons just horror movies but with bright colors? Maybe it depends on the cartoon.
0: Hmm. But can you give an example?
1: I don't know. I'm just thinking right now as I'm speaking because I was thinking maybe horror movies would be funny if they were like if there was like bright colors and not all in the dark and shadows. Um maybe that would maybe that would be funny.
0: Have you seen Hot Fuzz?
1: No. I haven't. What's it about?
0: I feel like it has
1: a lot of actors in it that I don't necessarily care for.
0: Um, Simon Pegg's in it. Who's that? Do I know who that is? He plays Scotty in the new version of Star Trek. Okay. Uh, He is the only actor that I know... Oh, Martin Freeman's in it, but very briefly. Um... Anyways, what's the
1: premise of this movie?
0: So, uh I think his name is Nick Angel is the best police officer in the force. And because of that, everyone hates him because he's he's showing up all the London Police Department. So mm-hmm. they send him to this tiny town that has no problems. Uh but it turns out it's run by massive spoilers coming your way. <laughs> turns out it's run by a cult that uh that kills people to make sure they win the Quaintest Town Award. Um, so anyone who, who threatens to upset the balance of the Quaintest Town is killed. Um, so there's one scene that is supposed to be a joke. I th- I think it's supposed to be a joke, but it's, <laughs> it's very grisly and gruesome. A reporter um, whose name I forget. He is trying to meet with um, Chris, or Nick. No, Chris mm-hmm. Angel is a, is a magician. His name is Nick, I think. To tell him about a conspiracy that he's uncovered. Um, mm-hmm. And someone pushes a big, like, pointy roof thing on a church. I have no better words for that steeple no but it's like an old gothic church so it's not really a steeple it's like a sub steeple um okay
1: like a rock spire
0: yeah 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 so they push that over and it falls and just skewers him and it like his head explodes and blood is everywhere so i think terrible yeah i was like oh that was shocking um but i think it's supposed to be a joke so that to me that's the that's like the fine that's line fine. of uh like it is absurd because he just has this giant rock spire sticking mm. out of him and blood is everywhere but I didn't think it was funny.
1: Right, right. I think just the just thinking about things that are like great for absurd and exceeding expectations or subverting expectations whatever the term is we're going for um uh, get smart the movie with steve carell fantastic the kind silence hilarious okay but thinking also so but there are things that are funny that don't because we, we also were mentioning about um things that we're expecting it you expect Wiley e. coyote to get hit yeah. but even think about think about sitcoms. None of the Damn. characters really act out of character, right? Michael Scott is it's not funny because he's acting out of character or he's subverting our expectations of him. He's funny because he's living up to those expectations. Or what I think what makes sitcoms funny is because of the people interacting with each other. And so you have these hilarious personalities and then you make them interact with each other. So they're interacting in a way that you expect them to, but when they mix, they interact in ways that are absolutely hilarious.
0: But Michael still goes against what we think of as normal for a boss. Okay,
1: okay, I see what you're saying.
0: Like, that's why Michael's character is funny.
1: Right, because he's subverting our expectations of what a boss should
0: be. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And that Dwight is
0: just a very not-normal person. Right. Ron is a a libertarian who works in the government. Mm Mm-hmm. And,
1: like... Yeah. Captain Holt. Yeah. (laughs) Police chief who is homosexual and, like, loves classical music and flautists and his corgi.
0: NPR. My favorite... I still when they get shifted to Night Switch and he says all the NPR programming at night is garbage or hot <laughs> garbage or something
1: it's so good
0: mm. okay so it's and not then, like, necessarily it, I don't think Jim is inherently funny
1: no wow unpopular opinion what I no, I may agree with you, but I'm just could hear the, <laughs> the I could only, hear the listener shouting The only time Jim is
0: funny is when he acknowledges that he's in a TV show, right? Once more subverting our expectations for TV of what characters. what
1: characters in TV shows should do, or when he I think he's he's actually funniest is when like you could tell he's like close to breaking character and like actually laughing at things as opposed to. Like, like being being a character. That's
0: not what he's supposed to be doing, though. I know, but I think that's what he's at his funniest. But I I think
1: that's true. I don't I don't. Jim would be a pretty boring character, which again is kind that's of the his point. Role. Of, that's that's kind of his point. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah. It it is really fascinating. I still can't figure out how to
0: what about slide whistles they're funny <laughs> <laughs>
1: or just sounds in general yeah because okay okay again it goes, it's, slide it's about whistles expectations. Aren't normal sounds. no and you're not expecting it or if someone makes <laughs> a weird sound for some reason you're like why did you just make that weird sound in yeah. this situation like it's funny
0: Mm. Uh, okay counterpoint watching if you watch um, Wizard People Dear Reader back to back it's not as funny
1: because you've already seen it
0: yeah okay I think so like if you give it enough time to forget exactly everything that's happened it's more funny again
1: I guess that's true but I still feel like I've seen it a million times and will still laugh at it every time.
0: No, not as much as the first time. I guess that's fair.
1: Yeah, how do, how do you know like the level of funniness of a story or a show or a movie? Don't know. Are there are there books that are comedies? Yeah. like in the same vein as like a movie comedy or like a sitcom um i'm just trying to imagine myself reading a book and just like laughing every minute oh out loud the wrong books you're saying that these exist uh yes i mean i have laughed as i'm reading a book
0: no there there's lots of humor books I don't read them a lot. Um, if you're familiar with Bruce, which I hope so, uh, Bruce Kreider, he, yeah, he likes his, he likes some humor books. Like, I think a deer riding a bike.
1: Yeah, I think it's a bear.
0: Deer riding a bike. Um, that that's a humor book. There's there's lots of humorists. Okay. I was thinking Jane Austen, though. I'm even less familiar. Uh, And so I still think she's funny because she subverts the expectations for whatever genre she's writing in.
1: Okay, here here we go. Yep. Maybe, okay. I might know the answer to it, but I'm going to pose it anyways. So, we talked at one point about Deadpool. Yep. Is Deadpool funny because it is subverting the expectations of a superhero movie? Uh sometimes. I think you could even argue that it doesn't actually subvert the expectations of a superhero movie. That's why I and said so sometimes. that's why it's not funny.
0: Um But I mean that's what I my argument about. Right. Jane Austen was,
1: yeah, we don't need to rehash that,
0: so why
1: why you can listen to that? I think it's the meta podcast if you want to listen more about Jane Austen versus Deadpool why so why do why are things exponentially more funny when you're exhausted and really tired slash late at night
0: um I'm gonna say. Because if you're reduced inhibitions and cognitive function, mm-hmm. so so when you're tired, you're trying to take more shortcuts, and the more shortcuts you take, the more things are unexpected. And the more
1: likely you're going to say something that's ridiculous,
0: yeah, and then laugh out loud. right okay.
1: Why is laughing contagious?
0: Uh, because laughing is funny. Okay, that's true. Normal humans don't, like, just start making strange sounds and convulsing. Uh, you know, like, normal day-to-day behavior. Right, that's true. Except for, oh my goodness. No, I'm not going to say
1: that because that could be mean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's but No, don't. Yep. I'm just going (laughs) to imagine. Did we have
1: anything else on the humor side that we wanted to talk about?
0: Well, my question is why do we like funny things?
1: I think... Do we have a choice but to like funny things? I think that um, there's probably some kind of... If you want to go one way, you could be like, we probably get increased dopamine when we laugh. And so that's why we enjoy funny things. That's true. Right. Um, so I think that's probably the main, main part of it. Um, actually, that's probably the whole thing. Is that we're like somewhat addicted to dopamine. And so we like to laugh. But like even, even when you're trying not to laugh, like you know, those situations or people who just like, refuse to laugh at things they can't even stop themselves sometimes mm-hmm. and you can't like be like oh i can't laugh at this situation but then it's just hilarious and you have to laugh
0: so is it good to like
1: funny things
0: i think so i think it's 100 percent good how come
1: well i think it's just healthy i think that um in one sense it brings us joy And I think joy is something we need of more in our lives, Um, but I also think it helps you um, to laugh at the absurd things in life, helps you deal with the absurd things in life that are terrifying because as we've talked about there are absurd things that are terrifying or not absurd things but like things that subvent our expectations. That are terrifying. Searsome
0: vent your expectations. (laughs) Um, It's
1: subverting expectations when I say the wrong word instead of what I'm trying to say. That's why it's funny. Um, And so I think in general, yes, it's good for us to think things are funny Hmm. and to seek out things that are funny.
0: I don't know. I think we're just uncritically accepting our body's natural propensities to be good can you unravel that a little bit more yeah sure just because we naturally laugh I don't think that makes it good why not are are we giving value judgments to things that are natural most people do yeah I, I normally do I try not to, though.
1: How do you give value to things?
0: If things are good
1: or not. How do you determine if they're good or not?
0: Uh, I guess I would say I'm I'm mostly a divine command type person. Um, okay. That's that's normally my my moral framework. Okay,
1: that's fair. Although, being somewhat familiar with your moral command, I think that it is also okay to be joyful and seek out things that make us laugh.
0: Is laughing the same as being joyful, though?
1: Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, because you can laugh for many different reasons. Um, but I think in the sense of what with this discussion and laughing and funniness... I think that is probably connected with joy.
0: Unless it really is scorn, in which case it shows our distaste for people.
1: I I think that there, like I said, there's different reasons for laughing. Um, But I don't think that our reason for thinking most things are funny is because of scorn. I don't think so. Mm. I like this idea of so are memes funny um a lot of people think so i am kind of um not a big meme guy the other day did i did i tell you about this the other day somehow i found myself watching a pewdiepie video no um it was terrible um it was just him going over memes and like it seemed like they were, like, memes of memes and, like, lots of inside jokes that I was not a part of.
0: Hmm, that makes sense.
1: Um, and I was just like, how is this guy, like, famous on the internet? I think there's a large chance that I just don't understand memes.
0: I I Um, think there's a quite substantial chance. (laughs)
1: Because there's a lot of people out there that like memes. Um, I think memes are kind of lazy, to be honest. Um, maybe I'll get a lot of hate for that, but I just is like,
0: I don't think that... Our if, audience I, is a bunch of <laughs> non-hip people. Sorry, our audience.
1: Wow. Let's just insult our listeners.
0: Hey, I'm in that same boat, so... It's well, like, it's, it's easier to insult yourself than ball. a lot of...
1: People that we don't necessarily know. I
0: mean, what about all of the Ukrainian Fine. listeners? Fine, I'm sorry, Ukrainian people, but I I think we make our position on the trends of the youths rather clear. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, so so a what are we missing about memes, and b why are they funny?
0: Um, Maybe those
1: are tied into the same thing. I
0: so I have no idea why they're funny. Um, I'm trying to think. Are there any memes that I think are funny? And maybe maybe. the victory baby one because that's just a funny picture.
1: But people don't even. Those are like the OG memes, right? And and like you ask a kid on the street about the fist pumping baby or bad luck Brian, and they're gonna be like, who? What? I
0: don't know who bad luck
1: Brian is. Anyway, so like. Maybe that that's another episode, no memes. and we get that's the episode we get Zach on, and he tells us all about his bread memes and stuff.
0: Yeah, <laughs> garlic bread memes, crusty <laughs> memes.
1: I think the idea of memes are funny just because they're subverting my expectations of what jokes should be.
0: I like GIFs,
1: but GIFs aren't really memes, are they? <laughs>
0: No, they're not. Absolutely not. They're completely different. You know what is really funny? is when our dad tries to reenact <laughs> gifs slash memes. Were you there when dad and I perfectly reenacted yes. that meme? <laughs> oh, good times. Anyways, uh, we should I think, wrap this up. I think some pictures that are used for memes are funny because mm-hmm. they're funny pictures.
1: Yeah, but that's, that's not the point of right. memes.
0: That's what there. I'm saying. I, I think they would. those pictures are funny independent of memes.
1: Right. That's fair. All right, let's wrap this up instead of going down a wild a
0: meme dank train.
1: Hole. I don't like that word. I don't know why.
0: I thought it was funny because it relates to holes and, and it's memes. a word people use for memes.
1: Yeah. That's fair. I'm much more familiar with the the hole the usage word of dank that term. Yeah. I don't really know how it applies I, yeah, to memes.
0: I, I don't know what makes a meme dank. No, it sounds bad. Or what it means for it to be dank. Anyways, we, we don't have enough information to talk about these no. topics. Well, I mean, that's kind of a lot of what we do, though. Just speculate wildly. Except the problem is this is, <laughs> the,
1: the larger public has more idea about memes than, mm, that's true. Than like, Russia, for instance. The other day, yesterday. I know a
0: lot about Russia,
1: though. Yesterday, I was playing Code Names,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I'm sorry, I'm about to throw my team under the bus and probably sound really pretentious. But okay, so there was two cards that I wanted them to guess.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The this also might sound racist, so I don't mean it to be. One of our cards was Egypt. And the other card was spring. And I was like, alright, easy. The word is Arab. Two words. They didn't kidding. get it. I got to the end of the thing, and I, they were like, what was the other word for Arab? And I was like, Arab Spring. You know, the thing that happened a couple years ago. is really big in the news. And they just looked at me like they had no idea what I was talking about.
0: Wow. This
1: is all to illustrate the point that we could talk about the Arab Spring, like, even though we don't know anything about it. And it would I come honestly, across like we know more about it than we would about I thought it, it was going to be about Russia.
0: I was really looking forward to a story about Russia. but I'm sorry, no. Um, speaking of which, I read an article about Facebook that was saying they were using Arab Spring to justify their their premise of social engineering. It was like, huh, interesting. Interesting. Speaking of
1: Facebook, Mm -hmm. this week I think well I think we both had Facebook adversaries to this week. Oh yeah. I have now been on Facebook for ten years. I was on for nine. I'm kind of depressed about that to be honest with you. Sorry. Like what was I doing at fourteen on Facebook?
0: rocking it probably more <laughs> i was probably more active then I than i am more now active so. nine years ago are you kidding me
1: yeah anyways any final thoughts on why things are funny why do we laugh at things um,
0: um I don't, subverting expectations worked out better than i thought it would mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but if you can subvert my expectations and come up with a better theory Email us at whatever our email address is.
1: And when I say I mean at gmail dot com, all one word, all lowercase. It's also on the blog if people are familiar with that, oh. but not a lot of people are.
0: Visit it our blog at? And the when
1: website. I say, <laughs> <laughs> and when I say I mean dot blogspot dot com, I think it is something like that. Also, by the way, also if you just Google Isle of Hipsters. Ours is one of the top hits on Google, by the really? way. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, not that? a lot of people are not a lot of people are talking about Isle of Hipsters. Yeah, I think I think the idea of subverting expectations is the best thing that we could come up with in the last hour, um, and it seems to fit a lot of things pretty well. Um, I'm sure that you could probably never come up with a really good solution or a really good answer for it. But maybe someone out there has. We just haven't figured it out. But I think <laughs> I think we did pretty good.
0: It So it is one of the top hits on Facebook. And when Google? I say that, I mean Google. Um, but yeah, I, it, definitely not all things that subvert your expectations are funny. Mm-hmm. But is it like the square rectangle thing?
1: Right. Most things that are funny subvert your expectations in some way.
0: Well, it would be all things that... All things, yeah.
1: Yeah, I I think so. I think that's pretty close. Which is a lot better than I thought we were going to do going into this episode, by the way. Yeah, I thought
0: it was just we were going to get back to the cosmic joke of not being able to decide. Or not. It's a joke that we don't know what is funny or not.
1: Well, I don't know. I think we did pretty good. All
0: right, good work. Handshakes recommendations. And three cheers all around.
1: Fist pumping. Throw our hats in the air. Only to slow-mo back to the ground.
0: Victory baby. Hmm. That kinda works in two ways. <laughs>
1: Anyways <laughs> <laughs> I I, there are recommendations that. for this week, Austin.
0: Yeah, so I was what I wanted to talk about was um. So, my second thing that I wanted to talk about was, why do we like things that are sad? And that was going to be a great segue into my recommendations.
1: Sorry, we never got
0: there. I know. So, my recommendation is uh, Kid Cuddy. He is okay. a rapper-slash-rock artist. Um... I was on the Wikipedia page for hipster hop, which <laughs> might have been the most me thing that I did this week. Um, and um, I'm looking through these artists of people that it recommends, and I and I had heard. Well, actually, I was. Uh, and it said Kid Cudi as an example of people who are in hipster hop, along with. Shout out to childish Gambino! Mm-hmm.
1: Um, got to get that in there yeah, uh,
0: so then I found out I was watching YouTube. I was just on YouTube, and Genius recommended to me, hey, what was the impact of a kid named Cuddy ten years later? So I watched that video. I'm like, huh, Kid Cuddy's doing all kinds of things that I would want to be doing, like using uh Paul Simon as his backing track um, and just doing, doing like more what I think of as more creative things than most uh, hip-hop is mm-hmm. so I listened to his album um, Man on the Moon a lot this week it's good um, and then I also listened to uh, 808s and Heartbreaks which I had never actually listened to. That's by Kanye. It's like a classic. I know. So I, was, I felt like I need... The problem is I don't like Kanye a lot. Mm-hmm. So what had happened, uh, I knew that people liked Kid Cudi a lot because people had really high expectations for uh, Kid See ghost which is the collaboration between Kid Cudi and Kanye. Mm-hmm. Uh, so their album just came out, or EP, depends on how you count it, um, earlier this year after Kanye's whole thing, um, and I was like, this is okay, I want to hear more from Kid Cudi and less from Kanye, so the, the first, the first track, Kanye is just like making gunshot sounds with his mouth for like minutes of this song. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> Kanye, ooh, what are you doing? No, um, didn't. So Man on the Moon is much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I have been a long-term Kanye skeptic. Um, sorry, Becca and other Kanye fans. Uh, but 808s and Heartbreaks I liked a lot because I like sad things. Um and it's a it's a sad album. Uh-huh.
1: No, no. So maybe it's maybe like a next depressing week, album. We can talk about why you mm-hmm. like sad things.
0: Mhm. Uh and shockingly to me at least there are no explicit tracks on 808 or heartbreaks Really? Yeah. I was blown away by that. I was like Man on the Moon, like, half of the tracks. No, less than half the track. There are some non-explicit tracks on that. Like, wow, this is so clean. And then 808s and Heartbreaks, none. Shocking.
1: Wow. That's really surprising.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So that's what I got.
1: Well, I'd like to... For this recommendation, I'm going to apologize to all of my friends and family for um, not looking into this artist like years ago, like I mm. should have.
0: Oh, I thought it was going to be for poisoning us because my uh, mom is very offended by most of my recommendations. So no, she's going to be excited about like, this one. Okay,
1: this uh, this will redeem it um, for probably years now. Um, people have been like set talking up this artist like, oh, he's so great. And I, for some reason, probably, I don't know why. There's probably some pride in there because I was upset that they found this good hipster guy before I did. But today I listened to Ben Rector and let me tell you, he is amazing and everybody needs to listen to him. Um, he has a new album out that the summer is half over, but get ready because you just found your summer soundtrack. What you need to do for <laughs> what you need to do for the rest of the summer is download his new album called Magic. Get in your car and just drive around with the windows down from like every evening as the sun is setting. Or you know, actually, any time, any time of the day, but your windows have to be down, I and hate you have that to be, <laughs> you have to be listening to this Ben Rector album because it's fantastic. Um, so I listened to a lot of Ben Rector today at work. My favorite. I also want to okay. Also, I want to apologize to my friend Anna because she played this song. Over and over, off the new album, when we were driving to Pennsylvania, a couple of us were driving to Pennsylvania. Were the windows a couple down. Weeks ago. No, the windows were not down.
0: Uh. Uh,
1: this was before I knew the greatness of Ben Rector, but you need to listen to this album, Austin, because I I need to apologize because I got really mad at her because I was calling her a liar because that song that track sounds like it has the guy from Imagine Dragons singing in the background, like. It's uncanny, but it's not. It's not him. It's not the guy. It's just Ben Rector using his Imagine Dragons voice or something. And I was really upset. And anyway, so... With yourself, but that's a good with song. her? I was upset with her because I thought she was lying to What's me. What song? Over and Over.
0: Oh, and that's ironic. You listen to it over and over? Well, we
1: listened to it only once, but... I don't know if also, right word. My favorite song on this album is definitely old friends be warned if you listen to it you might get sad
0: i just said i love sad things you
1: exactly oh great oh oh, this could have been a great thing too but it's 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 kind of sad don't take my liking for this song to be to mean you're listening to the
0: i'm listening to it right now yeah okay yeah i hear that isn't, it's
1: uncanny. You're going to listen to it again later when I'm not talking at the same time, and you're oh, going to be okay. like, wow, this guy, had because of, this is the only album you're going to listen to the rest of you this, this summer. But anyways, old <laughs> friend. Old oh, friends, my
0: goodness. It's Absolute, uncanny. Uh, oh, my. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no now doubt Now you about understand. That. Yeah.
1: I, but it's not. It's uncanny. Anyways um old friends great song great lyrics um don't take that to my the fact that i love this song to mean that i am upset with the friends that i have currently in new hampshire um because that is that's not the case i am very happy with my friends which ben rector is also saying that he likes his new friends too but it's just different than old friends um, it's great. There are so many things that can be applied to my life. Um, he is, he's, he's, he's in the first verse he's singing about his friend growing up Wiley, which sounds a lot like Willie. Um, and he's talking about how he can call his home phone from memory. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah. I can call Willie's home phone right now from memory if I wanted to, yeah. um, there's a couple great lines just just to name a few um, let me find it here um, I wouldn't change how things turned out, but there's no one in the in this time zone who knows what inline skates I wore a, hmm. just so relatable um, Where's my favorite line? I think it's at the very end. Mmm. Let me find it. Oh, it's right before that. It's the bridge is just golden. The this is the bridge and I've got some good friends now, but I've never seen their parents' back porch. Mmm. Mmm. So good. Anyways, listen to Ben Rector's album. I listened to I listened to his newest album and then his other album, um Brand New, which I realized that I knew the song Brand New because they play on the radio now. Um, and I started l- listening to The Walking In Between, and it's also very good. Brand New has a song called Crazy, which, again, is great. It's funny and great because it subverts expectations about life and, like, other songs that are talking about doing crazy things on the weekend. And he instead, he's talking about doing normal things like going to bed at 9.30 and sleeping in and having a wonderful day. Nice. It's pretty fantastic. That's an
0: awesome weekend. Just for the record
1: anyways so yes apologize to all my friends who have loved ben rector and have probably told me to listen to him and i never did until today and now my life has been changed and i will never listen to another album for the rest of the summer wow that's probably not true but it should be
0: well all right on that note i've got a Something to do, I guess. It's not I've found out it is not on Amazon Prime Music, so it's gonna it's be hard not. for me to listen to it with the windows rolled down. Yeah. Um, well, without Wi Fi.
1: Yeah. It's okay. If if you can't, but there's even a song called Drive on this album. Like, how perfect is that? Mm. Anyways, I've talked way too much about Ben Rector.
0: Oh, MGMT his feet on uh, Man in the Moon. Really? Yeah.
1: That seems fitting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's the song Pursuit of Happiness which I I can't decide if I have knew before this week or not.
1: I know that feeling. It's weird. Well anyways... Tune in next week where we might talk about why we like sad things.
0: A lot of sad maybe... things.
1: <laughs> 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 Sorry, my mind just went like 14 different places right then. Anyways, we might talk about it. We might not. We probably will because we don't often think about things throughout the week. Until what the are the 13 on. other places? I don't know. That, it just jumped from at least two things. Is because you know Drake's first connected. name is Aubrey? Who is? Drake. Yeah, I did. I saw that somewhere recently.
0: Huh. Just, and I was like just learned that.
1: That's a lame name. Good thing he goes by Drake.
0: I was also watching a uh <sighs> this is gonna make me sound I don't even know what. I was watching a video about rap beefs with Drake. Um, and who's his name? What's the name No 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 no, name? this was a year ago. Uh, so it's like Drake is unbeatable in hip hop beefs. And he said, he just started one with Pusha T. I don't know what new Pusha T is going to bring to the table. We'll see what happens. And I was like, oh, Justin Hunt, you have no idea what Pusha T is going to bring to the table. Also,
1: I'm not sure if I agree with that statement. I'm pretty sure Eminem is the, like, you don't want to mess with him in
0: a, like, hip-hop battle. This was just, Drake has lots of beefs, though. So,
1: that's true. It's in his songs. Mhm.
0: Anyway. Bonus. <laughs> Weird bonus recommendation sidebar for about Drake. What? Weird sidebar about Drake.
1: Yeah. Anyways, this episode has been too long. We need to end it. You're welcome. We'll see you next week. <laughs>